directly on Just Gow in the City. I'm not going to the Upper East Side. We're like best friends. This was really rude. I don't want to say women are bad drivers, but they suck. And then I asked for an orange juice, which never came. You gotta be kidding me. Like, I never bring out cash. I'm full too, but I gotta get the buffalo bite. I ran away. It was so, like a child. What are you talking about? That's all I talk about is movies. Have you ever listened to my podcast? Oh my God, I'm a mess. Hotcha! Just got in the city. Everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy. Walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night it's a different place Making it work in your own space Come on, come on and dance all night I'm here each week, it'll be alright Cause it's just out in the city Cause it's just out in the city Cause it's just out in the city and welcome to another exciting episode of Just Cow in the City. My name is Dave Just Cow, and I am Just Cow in the City. My name is Andrew Shepard, and I am the President of the United States. Yes, hello, and welcome to the Ides of March, March 15th episode. Another exciting episode where I will uh, once again regale you with stories of the city that we call New York. The city that's so nice they named it twice is that what it is new york new york something like that well anyway either way i am happy to be with you as i am every week as i bring you this podcast non-stop except maybe twice a year where you know we take a tiny break because sometimes you gotta retool but not now we are in it to win it and it is march and we are having a good time with this podcast uh, all the uh, and I, I apologize about last week being a little melancholy uh, with uh, what I was going through with these two girls, but let us continue the story. I'm very, it's a much more uplifting episode this week, by the way, but we should probably just continue where we left off last week as I was performing after we recorded. I was doing my second show at Bananas. <laughs> I like saying that all the time. Bananas. Bananas. There we go. Bananas. There we go, boy. Bananas. All right, that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. I love you. At Bananas Comedy Club in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, right across from the MetLife Stadium, where the Jets and Giants play on, where they play for pay. Let's just continue where we got. I go to the second night. It's Saturday. We're up and at it, right? So I'm picking Rachel up. Here we go again, right? And everything's fine between me and Rachel. We are all good to go. And of course, that was going to be the way. Rachel's like, if not one of my best friends, then my best friend. So, you know, this is all just semantics and nonsense. And maybe, you know, she's just uh, pulled in different directions, Whatever it may be. I go to pick her up for the second show on Saturday, the second night. And uh, she tells me when to get there. I get there. Again, she's like, hey, uh, we're having uh, pizza. And uh, we'll be down in a minute. And I'm like, oh, thanks for inviting me over for the pizza party that you're having. Because that guy's with her, too. This guy, JP. What is it? JP McCade? McCow? 
I can't remember his name. Very, he was very nice. He's like seven feet tall, which is kind of annoying. But yeah, JP, and they're all together. And I'm like, oh, thank, thanks a lot for inviting me. So they come, they, you know, I'm waiting in the car again. They come down, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes later. Uh, Pete comes down with the baby, which was kind of great. So that was nice. And uh, then I'm like, look, look, if you guys want to get in the back seat and work, it's fine. She goes, no, 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 it's fine. And she puts JP in front. I don't know this guy. I'm like, wait, wait, you're not going to sit in the front. I got to sit with this guy. He's like the tallest person ever. He can't even fit in the, he can barely fit in the car. And I got a goddamn van. I'm like, fine. Put the person I've never met in front. Great. So we go to the show. Everything's fine. And those guys, when we get there, they run in. And then they go into a room, and I never see them again. Yeah, you got to talk to the MC. I don't have time for this. I don't have time to talk to him today. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So they just go away and work on this project she was working for, and uh, I'm just kind of with the MC. They, you know, the guy was nice. You know, meanwhile, yeah, I, I've given him shit because he pronounced my name wrong last week. So he goes, all right, no, it's Dave Just Cow, and you're on Crashing, and your podcast is this. He fucks it up again. He fucks it up again later classic story anyway they're going to me at the place they're like oh i understand you're splitting time with this guy and i'm like yeah whatever i can't believe i have to like so what time how much time are you each doing i'm like i don't know i don't know i don't know what the plan is you got to talk to rachel he's like well how much you know who's going first i don't know i don't know then she comes out and she goes oh they'll just split so they find out that we're just doing 12 minutes apiece and then she goes, oh, Jessica, I know how you are, so you can pick whether you want to go first or second. I'm like, oh, you know who I am? If you know how I am, this never, this whole scenario wouldn't have happened anyway. But I'll go second. That way he can warm up the crowd a little bit, and then I come in blasting. But it was fine. I mean, listen, this kid is a very nice guy. It doesn't matter. It's just, you know, the whole scenario just kind of sucked. It really has nothing to do with him. He's in the middle of it, and he doesn't even know he's in the middle of it, whatever the case may be. His kid's all right. You know, he's all right. He's just all right. But we do the show. The show goes off without a hitch. Everything's fine. I'm, you know, I did a good job. I did a good job. It wasn't a classic. It wasn't like a Caroline's that night. It was a good job. I did fine. Everybody was happy. And then in between shows, you know, I have like an hour and she's just in this other room. So I got to talk to this MC guy again. We got nothing to talk about. We're just sitting there in the lobby. There's no green room, right? We're just sitting in the lobby. Everybody's coming out, but they're all being like, oh, great show. I'm like, yeah, thanks. There's nowhere to hide. And I'm just sitting there. I got nothing to do. I look at my phone a couple of times, maybe for some sports scores, and that's about it. And I'm like, should I, I really want to have a drink, but I get nervous about having a drink before I go on. But I, so I got to time it out. And then I have my friend Evan supposed to come, but he's like, oh, I'm 20 minutes away, but he's been saying he's 20 minutes away for an hour and a half. So I'm like, this would have been a good time for him to come, but now he's not coming. But he finally shows up as, as soon as I am about to go on stage, which was uh, really annoying. But then, of course, while Rachel was on, we just talked, sat and talked anyway, so it was fine. But I was talking to the, the, the guys, and you know, we were having a good time. It was just a little boring you know, when you're not doing anything and there's nothing to do. And it's, it's, it's a hotel, and you can't really drink. But after I was finished, I could drink, so it was good. And then after the show... You know, I hung out a little bit. Then Rachel and JP came, and we were all sitting at the table together a little bit, and I was finishing my drink. And Rachel wasn't a dick about it. She was just like, I was, you know, I finished my drink. She didn't mention anything. And then I'm like, are you ready to go? She goes, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. So it was cool. She wasn't like rushing me or anything. It was very cool. And then I finished my drink. I'm like, you ready? And oh, so this guy, the MC guy, remember I told him I'd take him in because he lives by, in my neighborhood. So he goes, oh, well, I don't need a, um, a ride tonight, but if you have an extra seat, you know, if you have an extra seat, I would uh, 
I would definitely take a ride back. I'm like, yeah, no problem. But he keeps wording it as the ex- if you have an extra seat, I'm like, all right, I get it. I, the way you're wording it is pissing me off. Because then when we left, he goes, oh, can I come? If you have an extra seat, I'm like, I know. If I have an extra, I got an extra seat. I got a fucking minivan. <laughs> Meanwhile, that guy, JP, is so huge. I had to open up the backpack seat for this kid because uh, I, th- I think he had a guitar with him for some reason. I don't know what was happening. Anyway, I drove him back. And we got into Manhattan. We had to drive through Manhattan to get right to get back to where Rachel lives in Brooklyn. We drive through Manhattan. I say, kid, I can either drop you off. You can either go around the circle with me in Brooklyn. And I can drop you off at your house or you can get off. You know, I'll take you to the east side. And he's like, no, I'll get off here, like at the Port Authority. And we're like, no, no. And, and, I, and Rachel's even like, no, it, it's all right. He, he can drop you off. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's totally cool. And he's like, no, no, I'll get off here. And we're like, why? He's like, I don't want to bother you. And I'm like, you're not bothering me. It's on my way. And he's like, oh, no, I got something else I got to do. And we're like, and, then, and he, like he kept changing his story. So it was really weird. And who gets out at the, at the Port Authority with a guitar? You know, what's that all? He's got a wife and a baby at home. So either he doesn't want to go back to his wife or he's up to something suspicious. Rachel thought he was getting a prostitute, but he, he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. And who even does that anymore at this? I mean, where do you get out in Times Square and get with well, this? Is in 1978, so I don't know. It was very, very strange, very strange. So we were making fun of that for a while on the way, and that was funny, <laughs> really funny. We were having a good time. And I dropped Rachel off, and I said to JP, he was very nice. I said, "Listen, kid, I'll drive you home. You know, I know you live in Queens, and it's it's on my." Way. He's like, "No, you don't know. I can get off here." I'm like, "Where, where are you going to go? Where, where, how are you going to get home from here?" He's like, "I'll Uber." I'm like, "Don't be ridiculous. I'll take you home. I don't mind taking somebody home." It's just when I have to go out of my way. It's not, but it, it, this wasn't a big deal. And he was a nice guy. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take you home. So then I'm driving him home. And let me tell you, it was a pain in the ass. It was just a pain in the ass because that where he lives is just, it's terrifying. I don't know where it, how to get there. It's just some of these streets, or maybe I'm just, it's just, it's not like driving through New Jersey. It's very complicated. And I don't know, maybe I've become an old man and I get afraid of driving on a highway and the city and the dark. I don't, I don't know. Obviously, I'm having trouble. But still, you would never know from the appearance. I try and keep every, everything cool and collective so everybody thinks I, I know what I'm doing. But I, I mean, I do anyway. <laughs> Ridiculous. So I'm driving. And then we were talking. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I know where I know you from. You and I did a roast battle together. I was judging you. And he goes, no, 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 we were judging together. And I'm like, oh my God, that's right. Then I remembered where I knew this guy. He's a fucking thorn in my side for the last couple of, I don't know, for the last two years. For some reason, this guy always takes from me. I'm putting that the wrong way, but when we were doing the roast battle, I was judging with Yamanika and Matt Richards. And it was going to be the three of us. It had always been the three of us. The two black, the black woman, the black man, and the white guy. And that was the gag. And we were judging and having a great time. And then all of a sudden, the guy goes, hey, I'm also adding in this guy, JP. And I'm like, what? There's not even enough chairs. So not only did he take my chair, but he kept taking the microphone from it. We had to share a mic. And I'm like, this is unbelievable that this exact scenario happened again where we have to share time. Who the fuck is this guy? I mean, it's a coincidence, and he has nothing to do with it, but it's just annoying that this one guy I got to keep sharing time with on the day of, I find out. Like, it's never like it's we're put together in advance. Very strange. 
again, he's a nice enough guy. He's just like, that was like bothering when I dropped him off. I'm like, son of a bitch. I remember that guy. You know, of course, you know what I wanted. I'm like, you don't remember me, do you? 1997. No. Mets, Phillies. You made a huge error that cost the Mets the game. I remember, and you said, nice job, pretty boy. I'm sorry, I'm doing the Seinfeld bit because I can't help myself. But um, whatever, then I went home and I got a, a parking spot right in front of my house. I couldn't believe it. I didn't have to take the car all the way to the garage and walk back, right? Because it was like 12, 1 in the morning. I don't know. I got a spot right in front of the house and a, and a Friday spot. I don't have to move the car till Friday. I'm like, perfect. And then I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I forgot. You got to be kidding me. You know how I usually go to my mother's on Thursday? I didn't have to go see her this Thursday. She was going to the symphony. So I'm like, wouldn't it? Isn't that classic? I got a spot right in front of my apartment, and yet I'm not using the car this week. Classic. Anyway, went upstairs, was very happy that the day was over, but there is a piece of me always when the car is parked outside that doesn't give me the rest that I usually have when it's parked in the garage. There's something about parking it in the garage and it just rest and being in a, a good, safe place that makes my head rest. But knowing it's outside, seeing the keys on my table to the car, I always start to panic a little bit. I'm like, all oh, right, I got to move that car. I got to remember to move the car. I got to remember to start the car. I all this stuff. But I know I'm going to leave it there. I'm like, I, it's like oh, I'll take it back on Sunday. But I didn't. Because my Sunday last week where I was just deciding, I'll just make my Sunday the Saturday. So I did all the podcast stuff and did some editing and cooked. And I made this Chinese imperial chicken. I have pictures. Doesn't look that great, but it was delicious. And uh, dumplings. Oh, my God. It was amazing. I had the stove going. I had stuff steaming and boiling pots and frying stuff. And the, my phone has the TV on. Oh, it was exciting using all that electricity. It was exciting. I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, using this electricity, all this electricity, it's very cool. It, it was, um, this, what is it, Mr. Bean? Didn't I tell you about this once? It was a Mr. Bean cartoon that Rowan Atkinson, and he's so happy in his apartment. He's using the heater and, and, and bubbling, you know, boiling water and cooking and the oven and the fan on and all this stuff. And he's so happy using all this electricity and his landlady turns it off. And the whole episode is about him trying to get his power back. And the ending is him just so happy again with all the pots boiling and everything. And I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, I never thought about how exciting it is to have all this stuff on the stove and, and, and just all this activity in the kitchen. Cause you know, I live alone. I don't, you know, it's like, that's what a family has all the time. When my, when we go to my house, my brother-in-law's always cooking a bunch of stuff and it's exciting to have things going and the radio on or the TV on or something. And it feels like you're doing stuff and there's other people, even though you're alone, it just feels like there's activities happening. And of course, you know, since I really don't go out that much anymore, it's nice. I mean, then you sit down and you sit by yourself and eating alone, but I'm watching TV and that doesn't even bother me. You know, I never get depressed about eating alone. It's just, uh, but it's kind of, there's so much action in the kitchen Having, you know, all that electricity. It's fun. You know, you never think about how exciting electricity is. Nobody ever thinks about it. You just put it on and it works. But once in a while, if you take notice and think about, well, you know, you couldn't have done this, uh, you know, 100 years ago or something. Uh, you, know, what if, you know, what about the ice box? They come deliver the ice for you or <laughs> something like that. Even the fact that you can go into your refrigerator and get stuff. It's pretty goddamn cool. You never stop to think about it. I must have been high. 
I think I uh, took a couple of puffs of pot. <laughs> Maybe that's what's making me think of, hey, this is all right. Oh, what I wanted to tell you is that on, on Tuesday, you know, when I went out with Nick, I always take a walk around the, uh, the water a little bit after we eat and before I come home and work on the Tuesday show. And this time I passed my car because I had every intention of starting it, you know, because the battery always dies. So I'm like, well, I put it out there Saturday. Let's hope on Tuesday I can still start it. So I, figure, I go by, wouldn't you know it? There's a Revel scooter, you know, the motorcycles that I take right back of my car. Now, I didn't have to take it out today, but that would have been so annoying. I don't know if I could have gotten out of the space without knocking it over. And it's funny because I think about it all the time, but I'm like, well, at least this ain't my car. I don't got to worry about it. I'm just leaving the scooter here. But now some douchebag left their bike right in front of, like right on the top of my van where there's no way I'd be able to back out without, I can't believe we don't hear the Revel scooter alarms going off all the time and that people aren't just dropping these bikes. I don't know how you pull out of the spot in between another car and a scooter. It's not like a motorcycle. These things will fall on a dime. It's really funny that it doesn't happen more often, but I've never had one behind me. And, and uh, again, I, I, I did take a picture of it. So it, it, it was just making me laugh. Meanwhile, I saw an Amazon box outside and nobody there with it, like an Amazon delivery guy. I think the guy was stealing from it. I think there was a guy there. He was taking something. And then I was like, wait a minute. was it?" Because then that's when I was taking the picture. And I think he thought I was taking a picture of him because then he disappeared. So I think he was actually stealing from the car, you know, the guy was probably in somebody's apartment and he's got to leave his stuff. That's a, New York City is such, I don't know how you deliver shit in New York City. You've got to leave your packages outside. And if you don't have a doorman, you've got to go inside. So it's so easy for somebody to steal packages. But anyway, that was just so funny because I was just thinking, I'm like, oh my God, I never think about being a douche. I mean, I have a car and I ride the motorcycle and the bicycle. So when I'm on the bike, I hate drivers in their cars when i'm in a car i hate bicyclists or cyclists you know so i just always hate the people that i'm not in at the moment does that make any sense i'm saying it the wrong way but you know what i'm talking about just gal in the city will return after these messages Hi, everybody. Don't forget tonight, March 15th on the Comedy Cellar Nightly Show, which might be entitled the Comedy Cellar March Madness Show. March Madness begins. Oh, it's always a good time anyway, so don't forget to tune in on YouTube. And I'm Billy Joel A to Z. Finally, only the good die young, a classic. The reason we do the podcast in the first place. So join us for that as well. Don't forget, March 30th, the Black Black Pussycat. Now let's get back to the program. Uh, on, on, on Sunday I was, I was cooking and I got, I got really uh, depressed and not Sunday, no Sunday night. Like everything was fine. Sunday I was having a good time. You know, we did the shows, everything was good. And then all of a sudden I started at nighttime, I got depressed. But what, what, what really happened, this is so weird. All right. So, so I, if you've listened to the show for a year, you know, I'm not diagnosed, but I'm clearly bipolar. Clearly, whatever that is, I must be it. And yesterday I even just realized it yesterday when I was walking around, right? So Wednesday, I'm in a deep depression. I can't tell you why. Something must have happened. It seems when it happens when I think I have to take a job that I don't want or something. I don't know what happened or who I spoke to Wednesday where I went down. The weather was bad. It was not sunny because Thursday, it was so sunny. And I was in a great mood again. I'm in a good mood today. It's nice and bright. That definitely makes a difference. But 
something happened Wednesday where I just shut down. Like, I might have had stuff I had to do. I'm like, I'm just watching TV, and I'm just going to eat, and I hate this day, and maybe tomorrow I'll be better. I even went out to Dunkin' Donuts, you know, because I'm like, well, this always cheers me up. Didn't work. And that's odd. So I don't know exactly what happened. But when I woke up Thursday, I got excited. I, I don't. The sun was shining. My cleaning lady was coming. I was excited to clean up. I, and I took a shower. And I showered, I, 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 I shampooed my hair, and I shaved, and I, I showered, and I put myself together because I was going out for lunch because I knew the cleaning was coming. I was going to go out with Vincent, meet Vincent down in the village, and then I was cleaning the place, and then the cleaning lady came in. I was so happy to see her, and it was so nice to interact with a person, and we were having a good time, and I was organizing stuff. I mean, I was in such a better mood over a day. It was so weird. That I was like, I was, I was getting my car and I was putting stuff in it so I could bring to the storage area. Like, I'm like, oh, let me get this stuff out, move the stuff off the piano bench, and I'm gonna bring it to the storage. Then I'm gonna reorganize the storage and, you know, I can get some of this stuff out of here so I can, you know, kind of organize my brain in my life. Oh, meanwhile, that storage area, you're not gonna believe this. You know, that storage area, it, 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 I was going through my American Express bill and they raised, I've only been there since November, they raised it $30. And I called up the guy, and I'm like, I never look at my bills, and I'm, I'm like, what? You you raised the rent? I've been there three months. And they're like, oh, well, if you look at your contract, we can raise it whenever. I'm like, well, I might not have seen that part of the contract, but Jesus Christ, that's, guys, that's a scam to me. If you give me a price, and you don't even let me, I mean, give me six months before your rent, and then you raise it $30, not 10 This is unacceptable. And he goes, well, let me call my district manager and see if he can work something out. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And I'm writing to the president of whatever it is, extra storage space, whatever the fuck it is. You can't just raise the automatic rate. This place, there's a step down, so I can't bring my cart full of stuff because it falls off the thing because there's a step. There's no plank to put it on. There's no bathrooms and there's no garbage. And that's why I thought it was so cheap. But if you're raising it to a regular thing, then it's not worth it for me. Oh, I was livid, as I am right now, telling it to you. But anybody would be upset about that, no? I mean, just I mean, I mean, I understand if you gotta raise the price after a year. Nobody expects the price to stay the same after a year. But first of all, thirty dollars is a lot. I can see raising it ten, even you could make a case for twenty. But thirty dollars, and after only three months of being there, that is so unacceptable. I love that storage space. You know I do. I just wish they had a bathroom there, you know? But then people would take advantage, and you can't have the garbage because then people take advantage of that because other people suck, just like the ones that ride the goddamn Revels. They suck. Why are they parking at fire hydrants when you can clearly just park and fuck somebody over in between the cars so they can't get out? But you're parking at fire hydrants? I wish they would take away everybody's Revel license except mine. And then maybe I can walk, go over the bridge. Oh, who are you, little? Is it safe? You're talking to me. Is it safe? It's what safe? Is it safe? I don't know what you mean. I can't tell you if something is safe or not. Unless I know specifically what you're talking about. I have this safe that I got from when we cleaned out my mother's house, we found a safe in the garage, like a strong box safe. 
you know, with a key, not a, not a combination lock. And we don't, none of us knows what's in it. And the key is broken off inside, we think, because there's two keys and one's ripped off. So we're assuming it's broken off inside. And I've been trying to open it. I bought it home with me. So my sister and my mother and I are like wondering what the hell is in there. We don't know. It's really heavy. And we're thinking, oh my God, you know, treasure map. Some sort of thing my dad owned. Well, maybe all that time he was talking about, it, maybe this is it. What's in this box that we can't open? That was in the garage all these years and we finally found it. So I bring it downstairs and I say to the guy, I'm like, hey, could you drill a hole in this? Because uh, I can't get it open. They're like, yeah, Franklin's downstairs. Go see him in the basement. So I go down and I see the super down there. He goes, I'm like, he's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, uh, nothing. He was kidding. Um, he was like, I heard you calling Franklin. I'm like, well, I, I want to open this box. He's like, oh, we can get a drill and we can just open. It. I'm like, great. And he brings it into his office and he, and he just, he takes a screwdriver and he just kind of works it a little bit. And then he was just like, oh, you can go upstairs. I'll check. Cause he, he doesn't know what's in it either. You know, uh, yeah, there was nothing in it. Just a couple of $10 bills. No, he's kidding. So, so then he just he works it for a little bit. Nothing happens. And then he just takes the box and kicks it. It, it just kicks it over. It doesn't drop it or anything. He just kicks it over and it just all instantly opens and everything falls out. And I'm like, what? You didn't even do anything. He goes, I know. I'm like, I've dropped that thing three times by accident and it never opened. How is this possible? He must have hit something or maybe he thought, I mean, he, I think he knew he opened it and it just came, I mean, doing it in a dramatic fashion. It was very exciting. But I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And now we're like looking at the contents. I'm like, I got to see what's in this. First, it took me, you know, five minutes just to be like, how could this have been so easy? We didn't even have to drill. And then I look at the contents. What are the contents? There were, there were two things in there. Well, there were three things, but the third doesn't matter. First thing, my high school diploma. Why the hell that's in a safety deposit box or whatever it was, I don't know. The second thing was a bank book. And I'm like, here we go. A bank book from when we lived, I believe, in Edison, New Jersey, at a bank on Amboy Avenue. I open it up and says, this is a closed account. It officially is closed for the amount of $247. And then I might as well have done one of those things. No! Oh, boy, was that upsetting and hilarious. I immediately went upstairs. and I, I showed the super, and he was dying laughing. I immediately went upstairs. I called my sister. I'm like, wait do you hear this? She's like, my diploma wasn't in there? No. No, just mine. Uh, my guess is that my dad must have uh, thought that he's like, nobody's going to believe David graduated from high school, so I better keep this under lock and key. Seriously, why the high school diploma? I don't know. The only thing I can think of why that would be in there is that, remember I told you I had trouble, I almost didn't graduate from high school and college, the exact same scenario each time. And my dad was such an idiot. He told me, he's like, he's like, well, you better tell the college that you're not graduating and I'm like, why? Why would we do that? I've told you that since before. I think, like, why would we call the college? They're never going to know. It's the 80s. There's no exchange of electronic information. And quite frankly, I think today, if you've already got accepted into college, you've already made the down payment, how are they going to find out you didn't graduate? 
Who's going to tell unless there's a vindictive teacher like Matthew Broderick in that movie Election or Ferris Bueller? Who, that's, high school didn't know where I was going to college. They didn't know where I was going to college. How are they ever going to find out, especially in the 80s, if I didn't end up graduating? Who's going to ever know? My dad's like, you got to tell them. Why? But I really think you could do that today because I just don't think they like, why is a college looking, why would they go to your high school? They have too much to worry about. Why are they worrying about one person? Oh, we need your diploma before we uh, admit you into your dorm. I still think you could not graduate. I mean, as, as, as long as everything's all set, is what I'm saying, in advance, and then it turns out you get a D on a paper, you don't graduate, you don't get your diploma, I still think you can go to school. So why again, why has it locked up? Maybe someday he's just like, we're going to need to let people know David is not an idiot. He did graduate high school. <laughs> like, why isn't my college diploma in there? That I can understand, because that's a miracle in itself. <laughs> But uh, we'll never know. I told my mom. She was just laughing. She's like, I have no idea. We were hoping, not just for this. I mean, when I saw a bank book, I was like, this is it. This is it. This is what we've been waiting for. We, Our dad always told us something was up, something was up. He was just lying about everything. There's nothing. $247? I'm like, Beth, I don't know where that money is, but I'll split it with you, I guess. Oh, my God. We were hoping, I don't know, something. Um I don't know, naked pictures of Rhoda. I, don't, I mean, anything entertaining. Obviously, I was glad that wasn't a secret other family address, something. And obviously, the, the obvious treasure map, you know, a little Goonies action, uh, something. I mean, uh, God, how disappointing. How disappointing. And yet, am I disappointed? It's goddamn hilarious. I mean, really hilarious. It's hilarious that the Super saw it. And then it's hilarious that I told my cleaning lady and I showed her and then my sister and my mother. I mean, I, and I could not wait to show you guys. And I cannot wait to show you on the bonus show, the contents. You'll be able to see my high school diploma. Who wouldn't want to see that? No, it's for real. It really happened. I can't believe it. I can't believe I graduated from there. What a mess. Anyway, so I'm in a good mood because of this stupid thing. It's hilarious. I take my car and I got to drive it back to the uh, parking lot. So, you know, I'm like, should I drive it down to Vincent's? I'm like, no, you know what? That'll be a pain in the ass trying to find parking in the West Village. Let me just bring it back to the garage. I go back to the garage. What a pain in the ass. You got to go down 57th Street. You got to make a right on 6th Avenue, a left on 59th Street, then a a, a left on 7th Avenue, then another left on 56th just to get where you already are. But you got to go around. Everything's one way. Everything's full of nonsense. You can't make a left and a light. You can't make a right and a light. It's so horrible. So I finally get it to the garage, and the garage where I park is just like my block. There's trucks, there's garbage trucks, they're building construction. It's hard to get in. It's hard to get into the garage. It's a very narrow space. I go in, and they're yelling at me like, no, go away. And I'm like, what do you mean go away? I'm a monthly person. They can't say they're full. There was somebody trying to get out through the entrance. They're trying to get out, which happens a lot. A lot of times I'll leave through the entrance because these guys can't figure it out. But I'm like, well, where do you want me to go? There's a car behind me. There's a garbage truck behind that. And now the, the 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 cars are coming down the block. Where do you want me to go? And the guy's just giving me the hand sign. And so then I got out of the car and I'm like, hey, fuck you. I'm not going to do What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? You do it. Where, where do you want me to go? How do you, I'm a monthly customer. How dare you treat me like that? I mean, I know these guys. I'm just, 
I'm getting angry because I don't know what they want me to do. And it's also funny to get out of your car and start yelling at people. It's kind of my favorite thing to do. I thought I told you to keep that punk out of this house. It's very dramatic, you know, and I do like the drama. There's a comedy to the dramatic effect of getting in your car. Hey, what the hell you want me to do, tough guy? <laughs> Now you listen to me. I'm going to make so much trouble for you. Your head's going to spin. So he comes. So he walks over and he's not talking because he knows he fucked up and and he's guiding me out. I'm like, I thought he would get in the car and take care of it because I'm like, you do it. But he's just guiding me and he's guiding me. He's just telling me where to go. I'm like, where do you want me to go? How far? Because I'm telling you, I was not going to go around the block again. I was like, I'm not going around the block again. I am not pulling it around and going around the block again. Screw you. That's a pain in the ass. And that's another 10 minutes. This isn't like driving in Jersey going around the block. So he's guiding me out, and we do it, and the guy comes in, they go in, and I pull the car up, and then I get out again, and I'm like, what the hell is the matter with you? What was that all about? And he has, he's got nothing to say, because who knows if he even talks English. Then I saw my friend there, and then I start confronting him. I'm like, where are you going? He's like, oh, i got to leave soon. And I'm like, when? Four hours from now? And I'm like, oh, so here's how we're going to play this. I was just mad. I'm like, you know, I'm a monthly customer, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 I know. I'm like, well, I was just checking because it seems like you were treating me pretty badly out there. It's, you know, I mean, I do pay a lot of money, so that kind of stuff doesn't happen there. That's the only thing I'm paying. That's the funny thing. I'm paying that, and uh, there's, there's another thing. I'm. Oh, and the storage space. Those are the only two things I'm keeping up payments on. I haven't paid rent. I haven't paid any of my bills. You know, I've been slacking on them. So the, place, the places I am paying, I deserve to yell at them. <laughs> so I'm keeping that up. And so, well, that's the way I feel. I guess they felt differently. Anyway, then I was going to get a Revel scooter. And a lot of times the garages, when you're in Midtown, there's no Revel scooters in Midtown because there's nowhere to park them. But they have garages that have a deal with the Revel people, with the scooter people, that they have them in their garage. So it's exciting. There's one, the garage right next door to my car has a bunch of Revel scooters. And you go into the garage and you get it like you're picking up your motorcycle in a garage. It's kind of exciting. And then it's great because you have time and you can take your time doing it. It's not like, a, you know, there's people walking by and it's embarrassing and you got to put on your motorcycle and a helmet with the hairnets and stuff. So it was like very leisurely. It was nice. And then, you, you know, you go right out the entrance and you go away. And I went down to the West Village all the way down 7th Avenue, riding that scooter right, right down all the way through Times Square, the heart of Times Square. You know, right to Madison Square Garden, where of course the uh, East, uh, the Big East tournament was going on, so it was really crowded. It was really annoying. But you go down Seventh Avenue, you hit all these things, and then finally get to uh, where you need to go in the West Village, and drive, try to find a parking space right by Vincent's house. And of course, these cars are too close together, and, and I was feeling guilty. I'm like, oh, I don't want to have them try. I'm like, well, what do I care? Nobody else seems to care. But I found another place, and I get a little bit more room. But not too much. I feel bad. That car's not going to be able to pull out. But I can't worry about that. Nobody seems to worry about it when it's my car. So I pull up. So the plan is that I'm going to meet Vincent. We're going to go to this place called the Corner Bistro, which is right next door to his house. It's been a bar for years. It's, it's great. And they're known for their cheeseburgers and hamburgers and stuff, right? Great little place. Oh, they, well, they used to serve until 4 a.m. You could get food there till 4 a.m. So it was a legendary place. Really tiny I think it used to be a fisherman place or something, you know, in the early days. And Vince is like, we'll go there. And the last time I had been there, I, I, I could tell you the exact date. 
I don't know the exact date, but it was when Sarah hosted Saturday Night Live. The last time I went there was I went there with to dinner with Tall John and uh, Dan Sterling, and we had dinner before we saw Sarah host Saturday Night Live. So that's the last, that is the date. I think it was November of, what was 2016, 14? I, I don't know, something like that, whenever she was the host. So that's the last time I was there. I had a grilled cheese. It was goddamn delicious. But this was a burger place. So anyway, I get to Vince. He goes, I don't want to go there. I'm like, what? I was looking forward to it all day. He's like, no, no, no. That place, they, they changed owners and the food has changed. I'm like, oh, it has? He goes, no, we're going to go to this place called Elephant and Castle. I, th- I think that's what it was called. And it's on Greenwich Greenwich Street. So we had to walk a little, but it was a beautiful day walking through the West Village. It was a very pleasant walk. And we're walking to this place. It was right next to that place, Fiddlesticks. If you remember on August 14th, when uh, we were out for Olga's birthday and we went to that place and they had that really bad tequila that almost made me throw up. And I'm like, well, I ain't going to Fiddlesticks if that's where you're thinking. And so uh, we go to Elephant and Castle and it's right next door to Fiddlesticks. And it's closed because they're not open till three because Vincent's an idiot and he didn't check. First thing I did when I was going to ask Vincent if he go go out because my cleaning lady's coming is that the corner bistro was open at 1130. I looked it up in advance because I know these places and he should know because he used to own a restaurant. He's like, what? They're closed. I'm like, you didn't check. So I'm like, well, we could go to Fiddlesticks. <laughs> I'm sure their food is. I've had their bar food. It's all right. He's like, no, no, we'll go to the corner bistro. I'm like, you just said and I'm like, whatever. So I was really excited that we we're going back to the Corner Bistro because, uh, you know, so they're known for their cheeseburgers and hamburgers. Now, normally, when I go to a place, see, I had a grilled cheese last time. I don't, I won't get a hamburger cheeseburger. I don't like eating a hamburger cheeseburger unless it's McDonald's or Wendy's for some reason because then I can bring it home. I don't like eating a hamburger cheeseburger out at one of those bars. Like if you go to PJ Clark's, everybody gets the burger they you know because they're known for their hamburger. You know, there's, some of these Irish pubs are known for their burgers. That's where a lot of people who don't normally have burgers will have a burger. But I don't like the, uh, you know, it's always uh, a mess, you know, eating with your hands at a restaurant. I don't really like that very much. I know I eat chicken wings all the time, but, you know, I let that go. <laughs> and, and, and as you know, I like to eat the chicken wings at a chicken wing place where everyone's doing that. Although I guess at one of these bars, everybody's eating hamburgers. Anyway. I don't know. Listen, I don't know what my problem is. Chicken wings are making an exception. But I usually don't like to eat a big juicy burger, even though it's, oh my God, it sounds delicious. But this time I knew I was getting a cheeseburger. That was the plan. I'm going to have a cheeseburger at the Corner Bistro, which they're known for their cheeseburgers. And that is exactly what we did. So we got there. Place was perfect. Nobody was there. They were showing the basketball game because, you know, the basketball games were playing in the afternoon. Beautiful day, like I said. Lots of windows. And the bartender was really nice, old guy. And uh, I had a beer. He was like, let's get a beer. And they had a beer. They had a, a cornerstone, a, no, corner bistro beer, which was the exact kind of beer that I liked, the amber lager. So that was great. And they, you know, having the draft uh, mugs, which I love. And then we ordered, we both ordered a cheeseburger. I got my medium, he got his medium rare. And I ordered some tater tots. And I couldn't even wait. And they came. And I have to say, that burger was goddamn delicious. As advertised, it was amazing. And Vincent said, oh, I messed up. That was delicious. I I was here once before when they just changed ownership, and it wasn't that good. But for some reason today, it was much better. So he just hit a bad batch. But boy, was that good. 
Oh, my goodness. It was so terrific. Gabriel, put that on your list. Corner Bistro, cheeseburger. They put it on a paper plate, a small paper plate with pickles. For some reason, it's better on a small paper plate and not, you know, plated properly, you know, in, uh, you know, in a regular restaurant. So it made it even better. I don't know why it was so delicious. It just was. We had another beer and then we went. Oh, and then he was taking me out for lunch again because I've been helping him with this script. And he goes, oh, crap. I forgot this was cash only. I'm like, you cannot be doing this to me again. So classic every time. So then we left. And I was walking them to Kinko's where, or, or Staples where in, in, for some reason Union Square. We're going to Staples to pick up this script. I said, I'll walk with you because that's on my way home. And it, like I said, it was a beautiful day. So we walked from the West Village to Union Square. And I was actually calling my friend um, Lindsay to see if she was working because I could have I done some more drinking you know, that day. I wasn't feeling buzzed or anything. Those two beers went down great. But I called my friend Lindsay who you know, is such a doll. She listens to this show. I love her so much. <laughs> but she wasn't working until night and I'm like I don't know whether I can make it till you know 7 so whatever uh, but I was just looking for activities because I wasn't ready to go home but I knew I was going to walk home because it was a beautiful day and so I left Vincent at Union Square hung around Union Square made a couple of calls took some photos for the bonus content because Union Square is really great when it's not the weekends it wasn't crowded it's this big wide open space it was just a very pleasant day and I was happy and in a good mood. And I kind of walk towards Molly's again. And I have my friend who lives there. And I'm like, hey, do you want to get a cup of coffee? But she couldn't make it. I'm like, that's all right. And I walk home. And I'm just talking on the phone. And I'm just walking. I'm like, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a Starbucks Frappuccino. I haven't gotten a Frappuccino in probably three years. It's like a Starbucks shake, like a mocha frappuccino, chocolate frappuccino. And I went to this place on like 53rd and 3rd. Just stopped at one. I wanted to stop on one, like, kind of by my house. And I got the frappuccino, and I walked home drinking, and it was it was fantastic. It was exactly what I wanted. A little, little, I guess, dessert action after the, you know, when you have onions, you know, you need that. So that's why I always have gum with me. I had some bubble gum, so I wasn't feeling any onion repercussion on the burger. Sometimes I won't have that kind of stuff. But it, was, it wasn't affecting me or anything. It was just, you know, it's always in your, you know, when you eat onions, it's always in your mouth. So I went home and I was in such a, a, a pleasant mood. I don't know why. It's just the day and I took a le- leisurely walk. My life is technically a mess, but it's really, but it's, it, maybe it won't be. I don't know. And I go home, I take, care of, I take care of some stuff. And then I say, well, what am I going to have for dinner today? I already ate this big meal. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out again and I'm going to get two slices of pizza. And that'll be my dinner because it was 7 o'clock already. I don't even know what I was doing. Then I was just talking on the phone, having a good time. I'm like, it's dinner time. It's 7 o'clock. You know me. 7 o'clock. Power down. But I'm going to go out again. I'm going to put on my shoes. I'm going to go out again. That's different for me. I go out. I go to the pizza place. And, I get, I, and I'm sitting at the place. And this woman and her kid are there. And I'm talking to them. And I'm in, I, I don't know why I'm in such a good mood. And I'm talking to them. And she's, I don't, you know, whatever. I'm talking to the guy that owns the place. It gives me the pizza, and when I'm walking home with the pizza and a Snapple, and I'll tell you why I got that. I usually normally wouldn't get a Snapple. I'm walking home. I start singing, la 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 la, like the like the pig, like Babe, which we've played before, like Babe the pig, the pig and Babe, 
where the, the pig's just in a good mood. La 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 and I'm and I notice myself and I'm like, wow, I'm bipolar. Yesterday, I couldn't I could barely get out of bed. I was so depressed. I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't talk on the phone. I couldn't do any work. I was depressed and I just slept and I hung around and ate badly and said, fuck this, fuck that. And 24 hours later, la, 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 la. I don't, is that bipolar or is that idiotic? And again, I would think it's in, or like just a mental, like an, a genuine idiot who, who can't think of what's, I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm glad I saw my diploma that day <laughs> because isn't that kind of a mentally challenged moron? How do you go from one high to one low? But I guess that is the definition of bipolar. I was in such a good mood. I came home. I ate the pizza. I watched a little mash. I'm like, what a great night, huh? <laughs> and what am I going to do tomorrow? And then it starts, you know, when the night starts depressing, I'm like, Ugh. And then I'm like, no, tomorrow's going to be great. Maybe we'll do the podcast. Maybe we won't. Talk on the phone. Be a beautiful day. Hey, oh, oh. I don't know how to explain it, folks. I don't know what it means. But I'm glad because it puts me in a good mood because I thought last pod, last week's podcast was rather melancholy. And I will tell you this. So as you know, I'm doing the show. Maybe I didn't tell you the date. The date for the Gotham Comedy Show, which is a TV taping for the young comedian special or whatever we decide to call it is April 14th, Thursday, April 14th at the Gotham comedy club. I'll just tell you, if you are in the city and you are a Patreon subscriber, whether you're a three, five or $10, I'll get you in for free. If you're in the city, it would be my pleasure to have you as the guest for this TV taping that we're doing. It's beautiful, right? I mean, you would think, oh, wow, what a great time. It's just, you know, I just got to get my finance. And when I have money, everything's great with the world. That's all it comes down to. I don't really ask for much. We've been through this before. Just just enough to live. Because then we have all these exciting things. Anyway, I made a decision. And all goes off the show. I can't. I, I haven't spoken to her. But I can't do it. After what happened last week and after what we discussed... I can't have her on the show. It was bothering me. And once I decided to make the move and put in somebody else, I'm putting in this girl, Chanel Ali, instead. I felt so much better. Having her on the show after she betrayed me like that just didn't make any sense. And I have no problem with my decision. And I'm not upset that we're not talking or not friends anymore. I don't know whether we'll ever be friends again because that was really uncool. Uh, I got a lot of messages from you guys and thank you. You understood what I was going through. It wasn't just crazy Dave just got talk. I think I got it right this time. And again, like I said, I haven't told you some of the stuff between me and Olga that made it even worse. The you know, intimacy that we've had in the past and our plans for the future, which wouldn't be fair to divulge on a podcast. So that's what made it worse. I'm very happy with the lineup we have. I haven't seen this tall Asian guy yet, but I'm going to go see him. 
And that is the plan. April 14th, Thursday, April 14th, we're going to have the spectacular show. It's the day before Good Friday. is the day before the first night of Passover. But that shouldn't affect anybody, one would think. Certainly thought about it. But I'm like, why should the day before the first Seder be an issue? And I don't even know. I mean, are we? am I even having Seders anymore? I don't even have a family anymore, so I don't even know what's happening. But that doesn't, but Good Friday is a thing, but why would, you know, I, I think you could do a show on Holy Thursday. I don't think anybody usually gets all in on Holy Thursday, which I believe is, right? Do I have that right or do I have that wrong? Maybe I have that wrong because isn't it Good Friday and then Easter? So when's Palm Sunday? I'm off on my Catholic uh, holidays, but uh, whatever. That's the date. I'm very excited about it. As you know, I'm opening for Marina March 30th at uh, the Fatback Pussycat. So if you're around for any of those gigs, please come by. Exciting stuff. On the Tuesday show this week, I'm very excited. We're going to do the March Madness stuff, make some picks. It'll be fun. It's always fun. It's just fun to get together. The Tuesday show. That Tuesday show makes me happy. It's fun talking to everybody. I've told you this before. Please join if you haven't been joining in the chat room. Tuesdays at 6. Anyway, the plan was this week, not only are we going to do the Mar- a couple of March Madness picks, but I thought we would also do the Razzie Awards, which I usually use as a tiebreaker for my Oscar stuff. However, I made an executive decision this week to not do the Razzie Awards, and I will tell you why, and I will also mention this on the Tuesday show. You see, the musical Diana, about Princess Diana, the Broadway musical, which they made a Netflix movie on, is unfortunately sweeping the Razzies. It's nominated for everything. Worst movie, worst script, worst actress, worst everything. And the fact of the matter is, is that a good friend, my friend, and a friend of the Comedy Cellar Nightly Show, who has appeared on the show, wrote that musical. And it would not be very kind to make fun of that musical being nominated or possibly winning a Razzie. Now, the fact that that musical is nominated for Razzie is all COVID-driven. That, that musical had a bad run because it was all COVID-induced. It closed because it couldn't get itself going on COVID. The reason it came out as a movie was because of COVID. So it's not even fair in that sense. I haven't seen it. I was going to see it on Broadway. That was the plan. But it closed. Plus, I didn't have any money. But, you know, it's it's our friend Dave Bryan from Bon Jovi, and he wrote it, and it's just not... I was thinking, like, well, we'll just take Diana out of the mix and we'll bet on the other ones. But I was like, well, that's stupid, because then if it wins, none of us win. I mean, if Diana wins but technically loses. But it's still disrespectful. Let's not talk about the Razzies. He probably feels horrible enough as it is. And like I said, 
he not only is he my friend, but he is a friend of this particular show, and it would be completely disrespectful. It would be something Olga would do. It would be very disrespectful to uh, choose it. So big deal. We won't pick the Razzies this year, but we're all in on the Oscars next week. Speaking of which, I've seen now three of the nine nominations. Now, I'm not going to sit through West Side Story. I couldn't give a shit about that, and that's not going to win Best Picture. I mean, maybe it could because it's Spielberg, but let's just assume it won't. I saw Nightmare Alley on Sunday when I was getting like, you know, I was up all night. So I'm like, let me watch this. I was very excited to see Nightmare Alley. And it sucks. I'm just letting you know, it blows. I was excited. I thought it was something else. I'm watching it. It's beautiful. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, who normally I like. He did Pan's Labyrinth. That was terrific. But if he's the guy that did Shape of Water, then he stinks because that was bad. But it's beautiful. He's a wonderful director. He really is a terrific director. But this movie sucks. There is no purpose for this movie. And definitely at the, what is it, two hours long? Or was it three hours? Those movies are so long. Let's say it's, it's two hours and something long. I'd say about the hour and a half mark. I'm like, when is this over? When is this over? And if you are at the hour and a half mark into a movie and you're saying that, you're in big trouble. And I definitely did not say that with don't look up. Now on Wednesday, after my depression, on Wednesday night, obviously I couldn't sleep. So I woke up and saw a terrific movie called Coda. Something I really couldn't have cared less. I wasn't going to see it. And somebody, was it on the Tuesday show that told me it was great? No, it's this girl, Lori Palmateri, who I actually asked out for Friday. And she goes, how about Saturday? I don't know. Saturday, I stay in and cook. So it's kind of funny because she finally agreed to go out with me because I've been asking around. And then I'm like, oh, no, Saturday. No, what are you kidding me? No, Saturday is my day in. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Anyway, this girl, she told me Coda was great. And I wasn't planning on seeing it. I didn't know what it was about. It just looked stupid. Everything looks stupid until you know what it's about. And it turns out it's about an all-deaf family with one daughter that can talk, that, that isn't deaf. And it's terrific. Really terrific. Wasn't bored for one minute. I don't know how long it is. Probably about two hours. Totally entertaining the entire time. And they don't dumb it down. When they're signing, sign language, Mar- Marley Maitland's in it. Actually, that was one of the reasons I wanted to watch it. I do like her. Who doesn't like her? She's still sexy at like whatever age she is. And she was in Seinfeld. What are you, deaf? Bingo. And she's an Oscar winner. But they don't dub it down. When they're doing the sign language, they don't do subtitles or anything. You got to figure it out for yourself. And that's kind of cool. It's a really entertaining movie. Are there a lot of questions to it in the sense of like, well, this is a little corny? Didn't care. Vincent was telling me, it's like, yeah, but this happened. I'm like, yeah, you know what, though, Vincent? The movie was so good, I went with it. And there are some really terrific moving scenes that just make you a happy cry. I loved it. Coda, really terrific. Totally put it on your list. Make sure you see it by next Tuesday when we make our Oscar picks. Judith! Do you want a beverage? I want to tell you something else, too. When I got that Snapple that I was telling you from the pizza place, it's because I usually... All right, so I have to drink a lot of water, like everybody, right? And I don't drink water. And I don't know whether I told you this before, but I use a liquid... What do you call it? A liquid enhancer? I use this 4C, which is an iced tea product, 
liquid enhancer and I squeeze it into water and it makes me drink water every day. I can usually drink a pitcher of water because I put this 4C into it. But it's really expensive and it's hard to find, which is really annoying because I finally found a way to drink water every day. And when I have dinner every day, besides Saturdays when I have a Coke, I just drink this water with a little bit of the liquid enhancer, which is sugar-free and, like I said, makes me drink more water. So I drink like a pitcher a day, which is really good for you, right? I'm getting all my water intake in. I drink it when I wake up. I drink it before I go to bed, which, of course, is a problem. And I drink it in between. And it's all because of the thank God for this 4C liquid enhancer. But it's hard to find. I don't know whether it's going out of business. First, I tried the Arnold Palmer half and half. It's half and half. You know, my favorite. I iced tea. I have, I have to iced tea, half lemonade. The Arnold Palmer went out of business. So I switched over to the 4C. And it's so expensive for like 12 of them. It costs like $48. And so I ordered them because I'm like, I need these. I have to spend the money somehow. Because I gotta have, I gotta keep drinking water. It's like the most important thing that there is, right? Especially when you get older, you know, dehydration is like a really, a real big thing. I ordered it and I didn't realize, I guess I thought it was coming the next day. Turned out it was coming like a week later and I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna run out. And it's a disaster because I need to drink water every day and I just won't drink regular water. So then it turns out that for some reason they kept saying, oh, it's coming Monday now. It's coming Tuesday. Oh, it's coming today. I mean, it was really weird. It's a, the whole situation was weird of why that particular product off Amazon wasn't coming the next day and why they kept changing. It's just a couple of small packages you put in the mailbox. So I don't know what happened, but I knew that it was coming like today. And so yesterday I bought a Snapple because I'm like, well, I'll just get the Snapple because I want to save up my last squirt for after dinner and in the morning. So I timed it perfectly, and then I went downstairs just to get it now, and I'm like, oh, thank God. I mean, that's so messed up. So I had the Snapple for dinner, which, of course, was delicious, but I try not to drink Snapple or soda at dinner. I try to drink water and water as where Coke is a treat to either have at the diner or on a Saturday night for dinner. And that's how I keep this wonderful physique uh, that my body uh, puts out to the world. You're welcome. (laughs) But it's so weird. If anybody knows anything about this 4C liquid enhancer, it's it's going the way of that Gatorade thing. I stopped drinking Gatorade because they, you know, I couldn't find them. So I'm like, well, screw them. So this is what I have now. When I'm hungover, I'll drink it. When I, whatever, this is all I drink now. Water 10 times better for you, right? Totally sugar-free. But for some reason, hard to find. It used to be at the grocery store that my mother was at, that stop and shop that I loved, and now they don't have it there anymore. I don't understand why this is so difficult to find. It's almost in the way where I got to get it on eBay, but it, when, when that happens, I'm, I'm out and I got to find another product. And I've tried the country time half and half, and it's not as good. <laughs> this is stupid, but funny nonetheless, right? Oh, come on. It's funny. And speaking of funny, you want to hear something funny? This you're going to love. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. Now, I, I know I have this big announcement I've been trying to tell you since January. I'm just not ready yet. I'm just not ready. I don't know why. I need to be ready, and everybody will get something when I'm ready, but I'm not ready yet. Anyway, so I got a job today. Yeah. I got a, not, not a job job. I got a freelance job. It's a, it's a really good one, a writing job. So I tell my sister, I'm like, I got good news and bad news. I got a job. 
Hey, free leadership. But the bad news is it's for AARP magazine. <laughs> so it's a little embarrassing. Nobody cares. The pay is the same. Nobody cares. I get to write a couple of articles for them, which is good, and it pays really well, but, you know, it's embarrassing. Nobody wants an AARP card. Nobody likes it when it comes in the mail. And the fact of the matter is I've never joined AARP. If you don't know what it is, I, I don't, it's something you get when you're over 50. They just send it to you, man. You get a couple of discounts when you're 50. And when it comes in the mail, everybody freaks out because it's like the worst thing to come in the mail because then it knows you're 50. But I didn't sign up for it because I don't want to know that I'm 50 and I don't want to show it to anybody. But they're like, oh, but you get discounts. But the fact of the matter is you get the same discounts with AAA. You get the exact same discounts carrying your AAA card than an AARP card. And it's kind of funny that they're all within the letter A. But I thought you would like that because it's a, a good tell for me and funny. So my first article is going to be on gambling. Oh, my God. It's all coming together. You're welcome. You are so welcome. These girls, they're going to kill me, Harry. Uh, I was just tell you this other thing too. On Monday, it was so funny. I don't know what happened with Monday. I was supposed to meet this girl on Monday. You know, I love going out Monday night. She she canceled because she felt a little sick, and I'm like, damn it, because you know I like to go out Mondays, but I'm like, whatever. It's probably better if I don't don't spend any money. But the strangest thing happened Monday night. I tried to go to bed around twelve thirty, and all of a sudden at one a.m., three girls that I know texted and said, "Are you up? Can you talk?" Three. Three, all right, you know, Audrey, who we love, Sophia, British Sophia, and Esther Koo, all texted, are you up? They, they, were, they were all under duress. Like, apparently, everybody's having issues at this point. Maybe there's something in the sense of that it's not spring yet. COVID is a mess. It could be Ukraine. I don't know. People are... There's clearly, if, if three people call you at that exact time with issues where, the, you know, on the same day, something's going on in the universe. Now, Sophia called me to tell me that our friend Nicole died, and you know me. That's all I got going on, this girl. She was so pretty. She was like a model, but she was also a pharmacist. And she's like, oh, Nicole died. I'm like, oh, my God, I just texted her. Oh, I'd been trying to go out with her for a long time. She actually came to one of my birthday shows as you know, as a favor, as a super hot model, and she was very pretty. Uh, we don't know why, I'm going to say it's suicide. I always thought there was something fishy about her in the sense of that she was up to something, maybe she could have been an escort or something like that. I really did think that. There's nothing, nothing funny the first day I met her that she was a model for sure because she's that pretty, but then a pharmacist, like a real pharmacist. She had a regular day job. It was hilarious. And I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. How can you be this pretty and have a regular, like, you know, pharmacy job. The only pharmacy I know is Michael Abramowitz. He's no model. He's very handsome. He's got all his hair. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but then it was good to also talk to uh, Esther as well. But everybody had uh, stuff to say. And it was actually nice to talk to people, not about myself, and hear about other people's problems. And I think I helped everybody out as best I could. And I was uh, not like I had anything I had to wake up the next day and do. So... Well, actually, that wasn't it, because then Tuesday, right, I had to go to the diner with Nick, of course, and that was great. Love going to the diner with that guy. That makes my Tuesdays. Then I see you guys at night. Tuesdays have become a very fun day. And I put a lot of work together this Tuesday to make those picks. Do my, my, my PowerPoint presentation. 
because you know you want to make sure everything's put together right. Also, Sam Morell, the comedian, the great comedian, got COVID, which was so weird because he got it in Orlando. And if you remember correctly, I don't know whether I told you, I was planning on going to see him in Orlando and see my friend Katie that weekend. I would have caught COVID. He caught COVID in Orlando. He had to cancel his West Palm Beach thing, and he was really pissed because he had all these cool people coming, like sports stars and stuff like that. And he had canceled. But we had a great talk last night because he's not doing anything. We talked for like an hour, and we had a really good talk. You know, he likes basketball and stuff, so we were talking about the Nets for a little bit, but we were just talking about comedy. It was really fun. I don't get to talk to him that much because he's usually really busy. So we had a really nice chat. I was trying to get him to come to the show on Tuesday. I thought maybe he'd still be in COVID because he likes basketball. I don't know how he feels about college basketball, but he likes basketball, but he's a busy man. So what are you going to do? But it was nice. It was nice. I was, I was glad he got COVID because he has plenty of time to talk. And he is not asymptomatic. He's going through it. I didn't think anybody was getting COVID anymore, but him and Steve Nash just got it. So I guess if you're going out and doing all these gigs, I, technically I should have it from doing the gig in Jersey, but Jersey's clean. Of course, you're always going to get it in Florida. Uh, that's a good question. If the Nets were playing Miami the night before I saw... Ooh. I got to check that out. Oh, have you heard any good news today, today? I want to hear what you have to say. Just one, a uh, couple things in the news that I saw. This is weird, right? So there's this guy who was running a a sex cult out of his daughter's dorm room at Sarah Lawrence College. I remember this story from a few years ago and he's on trial now. And the weird part is that they say he was he was pimping out co-eds and he was using all these offices. Obviously, this guy's a creep and a half. But he's around my age. He began his criminal operation after moving into his daughter's dorm room at Sarah Lawrence College. And then he enticed a group of his daughter's friends with wild tales about his life. Now, that's something I could completely do. But if you were a girl and a college girl, would you ever trust somebody's dad who moved into their dorm room with them in college? What the hell? Isn't that a red flag right away? But let's say it's not. Let's say it's me. Because this story could be me. Uh, This guy turned out to be a creep and a douchebag, but... Then he convinced a group of the students to move into his one-bedroom apartment on the Upper East Side. But, and then he began doing some really creepy stuff. But I'm trying to think if I... Could I really get girls to move in with me? I mean, who's going there? Who's going to go with him? He moved into his daughter's place in the dorm, but he has a place on the Upper East Side? Doesn't any of this send out red flags even if you're 18? I really believe that my 18-year-old self would be, there's something wrong here. Why am I hanging out? I mean, granted, at this point, uh, the girls I hang out with, I think their boyfriends are always saying, why are you hanging out with this old man? Well, you know what? I guess I could do it then. (laughs) I guess if I look at it that way, I am this guy, except for the fact that I'm not asking anybody to pimp for me. But, uh, geez, you know, that's, uh, that's some messed up stuff that I... I did, you know, I'd say to myself, well, if I was in this situation as a boy and I met somebody's dad who was doing this, I would just be like, what the fuck? But I guess if somebody comes off very charming and cool, you know, we are in awe of them. I certainly, you know, it's like that Tony Danza story we told where he was boxing and they're all like, oh my God, you're the best. Somebody tells you a tall tale that's so interesting. I guess, let's face it, if Amy Heckerling did that to me, I'd probably follow her anywhere. 
tell me again about the the dialogue you came up with in Clueless. Well, well, you got to come to my house for okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have an example. It's just weird that they followed him to his east side apartment and like, why were they following? Why were? But no, I I got to stay in school. I'm pretty sure I'd say that, but now I'm second guessing anything. The other thing that happened that I saw. Pat Zajac is in trouble. People are giving Pat Zajac shit. Pat Zajac's been, you know, the host of Wheel of Fortune for what, 50 years now? And some guy told a lame story about his toe getting cut off and he was like thanking all the people that put it together. But the story was from 30 years ago and Pat Zajac moved on. He goes, boy, that was a pointless story. And everybody's giving Pat Zajac shit. Of course he's bored by that story. He's bored by everyone's story. What are you going to give the guy shit? The guy's telling a story from 30 fucking years ago. Pat Ajax probably had enough. I don't know why he's still doing that show. He's got to have enough money to leave. He should probably be, when all these people are coming at him, he should be like, go fuck yourselves. Who cares? Shut up. Why are you watching Wheel of Fortune, you dopes? That would be awesome. He should just go for it all. He's got plenty of money. He doesn't got to worry about anything. I cannot believe that he's still working on that show. But you know that is an easy job. He doesn't even have to turn the letters. He's got somebody to do that for him. <laughs> At this point, if somebody was still, that part where people talk about themselves, oh my God, I'd be so bored too. I'd be like, dude, that story sucks. Uh, you know I would say that. I can't believe people are hanging on him. If you're watching Wheel of Fortune and you're that angry at Pat Zajac for doing stuff, you've got a fucking problem that's so far beyond the fact that Pat Zajac was a little rude to a contestant. Well, that's today's show for today. I think it was a solid one, certainly with a lot of joy and vigor. I think I, I, I had a good time talking to you. It was great looking out the window and looking at everybody walking around on a beautiful day in New York City. Uh, don't forget this Tuesday or today, tonight, we got a great show for you on the uh, Comedy Cellar nightly show which is our march madness thing of course if you don't like march madness maybe it ain't that great but it's still fun to pick stuff and see who wins and all that kind of stuff next week obviously the oscar one and of course i'm billy joel oh forget about it i just told you in the advertisement only the good die young finally wow yes only the good die young gotta listen to that billy joel a to z everybody have a great week have a great eyes of march we'll see you next week on Just Gow in the city. Good night, everybody.